Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get to Right now, Lord, we turn our eyes towards your word, Father, and we pray, Lord, that you will speak now for your people need to hear from you. Speak now for there's somebody needs to know that you're still alive and well. Speak now for there's somebody that needs to experience the power of a risen Savior. Speak now, Father, for your people need to hear from you, Father. Forgive us of our sins. Wash us and cleanse us, Lord, that we might be in right fellowship with you this morning, that we might be in right relationship with you, Father, so that we can hear what you have to say, Father, in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem. Oh, that sounds kind of good. Let's see if we can do that just a little bit better. Bethlehem. Amen. Again, we want to thank you for being in the household of the Lord this uh, Easter morning. And and we're going to get right into the word. Uh, Today's message is entitled Forsaken. Subtitled. What to do when day turns to night. Forsaken, subtitled, What to do when day turns to night. And we're going to be looking at Matthew 27, verses 45 through 50. Matthew 27, verses 45 through 50. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Mama Sabatanu. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of them standing there. He is calling Elisha. Immediately, one of them ran, plunged. He filled it with death and vinegar. He understood it to Jesus. Drink. Rest here. Leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And Jesus cried out in a loud voice. He gave up his spirit. Amen. You may be seated. 
and the household of the Lord. You may be seated in the household of the Lord today. We're sharing a message entitled Forsaken What to Do When Day Turns to Night. Today we're going to look at on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the late time. We're going to talk about the lament time. And we're going to talk about the loose time. The late time the lament time, and the loose time. Today, as we share a message on this Easter morn, I have to let you know that I do realize it is Easter. And I do know the end of the story. That Jesus would rise again on the third day with all power in his hands. And I thought this morning that maybe we could appreciate it a little more if we know what he went through before he died for our sins. And also I pray that this text will encourage you because many times in our faith, uh, at times we like Jesus on the cross, feel forsaken. Feel forsaken. So we want to encourage you this morning, this Easter morning, and to let you know that God is still real and that he's still able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you ask or imagine. But bear with me this morning as we share this little vignette that tells us the story of our Savior in the Garden of Gethsemane judged for crimes that he didn't commit whooped, mocked and scorned they put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem they crucified him They nailed him to that cross. They crucified him. They nailed him up between two thieves. They crucified him. And he hung up on that cross on that Friday. He hung up on that cross suffering the scorn and the sins of men. And that's where we find him this morning. Before the whole story is told. We find him hung up on a cross. The Son of God, God's only Son, hung up between two thieves, hung up having been scorned, hung up having been mocked, hung up, and if that wasn't enough, Oh, in the text it tells us about uh, the late time. For it says in the text from noon uh, until three in the afternoon, darkness came uh, over the land. If it wasn't bad enough that he had been mocked, if it wasn't bad enough uh, that he'd been scorned, if it wasn't bad enough... uh, 
Oh, that they beat the very image of man off his body. Oh, suffering for the sins of man. If it, if it wasn't bad enough, oh, not only would that happen, but uh, late time would, would happen. And uh, this uh, is probably what crushed his spirit as uh, I hear the old preacher say that uh, it was at this time that God turned his back uh, on Jesus. Oh, in the noontime, God said, God has turned his back on Jesus because he couldn't stand, oh, to see his son. So God turned his back on Jesus because he couldn't see, oh, the sin-filled offering of his son. It was late time in the noontime. At noontime, it's usually the brightest time of day. Oh, at noontime, oh, and between three, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's the lit, most lit time of the day and it's uh, oh it's the hottest time of the day but oh when Jesus died on the cross oh God had to turn his back oh and when God turned his back oh only temporarily by the way when God turned his back on Jesus oh it was late time oh I, I want to speak to somebody here today oh it's late time for you it's supposed to be the brightest time in your life it's supposed to be the most successful time in your life this is a time where you're supposed to be the most prosperous you have it all as folk look in at you on the inside on the outside looking in it looks like you have it all but in your heart but in your mind oh things have turned dark on you. Hello, somebody, somebody else. You're going through that trial. You're, you're going through that tribulation. Oh, because of what the doctor said. And because of what the doctor said, it's turned to nighttime. There's somebody else that maybe at nighttime you heard the news about North Korea and you heard, oh, that they are a powerful nation. You heard about the tension. You heard about America sending self bombers oh oh almost 40 miles away from this rogue nation and your concern about our world and to you it's nighttime oh somebody else heard what your wife said she said she wanted a divorce she said she's sick and tired of being sick and tired oh and you heard and it turned nighttime on you somebody else oh it's not what you heard, you saw. Oh, you began to check your bank account on Good Friday. And you looked in and there was nothing good about your bank account. Your bank account died. Hello, somebody. Went into the negative. Hello, somebody. And it turns nighttime on you. For you, somebody here, oh, feels, oh, forsaken. Somebody here feels like Jesus felt. Somebody here can today in their Sunday best. Oh, but you feel like your Saturday night worse because you didn't get any sleep last night because of the trials that you're going through because of the pain in your body and for you it's nighttime. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, 
Oh neighbor, it's a night time for you. Somebody here feels uh, forsaken just like Jesus felt forsaken on the cross. Uh, and God sent me here today uh, to give you a few encouraging words. Uh, oh, from Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, uh, God says, uh, be strong and courageous. Uh, do not be afraid of Korea. Do not, oh, uh, south or north uh, Korea. Do not be terrified uh, about the situation. Oh, don't be uh, afraid because of them. Uh, for the Bible says, uh, for the Lord your God's what uh, goes with you. Hello, somebody. Somebody came here alone. Uh, but God says uh, that he's leaving here with you. Somebody not even from here. And God says uh, that he's leaving here with you. Oh, back to Dallas. Uh, uh, with you. Back to California. With you. Back uh, oh, to the place. That you live. Uh, hello, somebody. God says, uh, Oh, that you're not forsaken. For He says uh, that He will never leave you. Uh, what? Uh, nor forsake you. Say to your neighbor, Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God won't leave you. Nor forsake you. Hello. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, poke him a little bit and say, neighbor, God's not going to leave you. God's not going to forsake you. Slap your ne- No, don't slap him. Don't slap him. <laughs> but it's late time. It's late time. So you say, preacher, what do I do in this late time? I'm glad you asked. Maybe you need to follow the example of Jesus and lament. Hello, somebody. Oh, for the text says, after the third, uh, three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, if we tell the truth in this Christian walk and in this Christian race, sometimes you go through some heartaches and pain. I wish I could be like the TV preacher and tell you that everything is supposed to be roses. I wish I could tell you like the TV preacher say that you should be blessed and highly favored. But sometimes in this life that we live for the Lord, we go through some stuff and we go through that stuff and we feel forsaken. We feel forsaken by God. We feel forsaken by the church. We feel forsaken by the preacher. We feel forsaken by the deacons. We feel forsaken by everybody at Bethlehem. And sometimes in this life, you will feel forsaken. And get that I said that you will feel forsaken. Oh, let me get that. Let me get that. Let me say that on this side because they didn't get it. You will feel forsaken. Oh, let me get it again on this side. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. You're going to feel 
forsaken. Hello, somebody. Oh, but I'm so glad that God don't allow me to live my Christian walk and my Christian faith off my feelings. Oh, let me say that again. I'm so glad that God don't let me live my Christian faith and my Christian walk off the way I feel. Oh, because to tell you the truth, I don't feel good this morning. I didn't sleep well last night, but my feelings didn't keep me from the household of the Lord. And what God called me to do this morning was to come and to speak to some folk up in here that don't feel good, that don't feel right, that feels forsaken, that feels left behind, that feels, hello somebody, that feels like Joe felt in the third chapter of Job when he cursed the day that he was born. Hello somebody, oh like that prophet, oh after he faced all them prophets, oh he felt forsaken and he went to God and said, God, I'm I'm the only one. Oh, sometimes, oh, as the song says, sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. I feel that way, but I do have a mama. Hello, somebody. And you may feel that way this morning, but you do have a God in Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. Oh, and tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't go off your feelings. Oh, go off the facts. And the facts told me this morning that God will never leave me nor forsake me. Those are the facts, Jack. And that ain't whack. Hello, somebody. I didn't know I could rhyme, did you? Oh, those are the facts, Jack. And that ain't whack. Hello, somebody. Sometimes. Like Jesus felt on this cross. Sometimes you feel forsaken. Sometimes. Oh, oh, one person said that, oh, many times we feel forsaken because God is like that teacher in the middle of a test. And in the middle of the test, guess what? Oh, when you're taking a test, guess what? The teacher gets silent. Hello, somebody. And the teacher's still there. The teacher's still watching. The teacher's hoping you pass the test. And God is saying to somebody here, oh, just because I've been quiet don't mean that you're forsaken. Just because I've been quiet don't mean that you are alone. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Oh, God may have been quiet, but he's still there. He's still watching over you. He's hoping that you you pass the test and the only way you can pass the test of feelings over faith is you've got to get into the word of God and Hebrews 13 5 says what keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God said what did he say never will I leave you never will I forsake you oh Somebody better get over their feelings and get in the word of God, which are the facts. And the facts are you are not alone. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you're not alone. 
Hosanna in Jesus name God says never will I leave you never will I forsake you hello somebody somebody you better get over your feelings and face the facts and the fact is that God loves you and guess what it ain't nothing you can do about it hello somebody you may say preacher but I failed God this last year I wasn't living right oh that doesn't matter for the word of God says what can separate you from the love of God hello somebody and you may have failed him and you came here feeling sad didn't want to come oh because you're not feeling right oh but you my Bible says when I confess my sins that he's faithful and just what to forgive me of my sins and what cleanse me from all unrighteousness so I can be up in this place oh and I can feel the presence of God because God loves me hello somebody he loved me so much so that that's what Easter is all about for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life oh in other words Jesus didn't die for you for nothing hello somebody Jesus didn't die for you for nothing God loves you and he'll never leave you nor forsake you get over your feelings and face the facts say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor get over your feelings and face the facts and the facts is Hebrew 13 5 at the end says never I like that word never will I leave you no never hello somebody will I forsake you hello somebody hello somebody give God a hand and clap of praise up in here up in here up in here so you say preacher now what do I do now that I know that I'm not forsaken what what do I do now that I that I know oh that God hasn't forsaken me well it's time to get loosed up in here up in here for Jesus said in verse 50 when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice he gave up his spirit hello somebody he gave up his spirit oh and God is telling somebody today oh out of all that you've been going through out of all that you've been struggling with it's time for you to give up (laughs) I think that was deep I think that was too deep somebody didn't get it the old folk used to just simply say let go and let God hello somebody hello somebody you've been struggling with that thing you're struggling with sickness you're struggling with heartache you're str- why are you struggling hello somebody let it go hello somebody let it go he said preacher but I'm about to die guess what go ahead and die Hello, somebody. <laughs> somebody will get that on the way home. Go ahead and die. Hello, somebody. Because if God wants that situation to be dead, ain't nothing you can do about it. 
Hello, somebody. And a matter of fact, if God wants you dead, ain't nothing you can do about it. I've said from the pulpit many times, I, I plan to die. For it's pointed once unto man to die. I plan to die. That's the word. I, it's, it's not my feeling. That's the word. I, I, I plan to die whether I plan to die or not. I, I plan to die. It's going to happen. He, hello, somebody. One of these old days. Now, what I plan not to do is to suffer. <laughs> I, I don't want to suffer to die. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I want to just give up and put it in God's hands and not worry about it. Hello, somebody. Many of you worry about stuff. You're worried about our world and, and that crazy man over there in Korea. And you, you think that the world is about to end. Hello, somebody. You're singing the, the song, the, the words of that song that says it's the end of the world uh, as we know it. Uh, and you're concerned about it. Uh, oh, uh, because they are a credible threat. Uh, hello, somebody. And you're concerned about it. Uh, but uh, you can't do nothing about it. Hello, somebody. Why are you worried? You, you can't do nothing about it. And one thing I know is that Jesus has to have a world to come back to you. So I know mankind can't destroy the world as we know it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I, I face, oh, I face the facts, not my feelings of wanting to be concerned and weary. I let go and let God. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh, neighbor, let go and let God and let God. It's time to loose it. Let, let that child go. Hello, somebody. Let that business go. Hello, somebody. Let that re relationship go. Hello, somebody. Let let go. You've been struggling with that thing. Oh, you've been trying to make it work. Oh, and it just won't work. Just let go. Right. And let God. Hello, somebody. And that takes faith to trust God. Yeah. And a matter of fact, it takes faith, even more faith, to trust him in a time of trouble. Hello, somebody. It takes more faith, oh, to trust him when you're going through, when you're sick in your body. It's, oh, when everybody else was sick, oh, you say, well, I pray for you, and then you never pray. But now you sick. Hello, somebody. Hello, sir. Now it takes faith. It's, it's easy to say uh, something to somebody else when you never have been uh, where they are. Hello, somebody. But God says uh, here this morning, uh, it's time for you to let go and let him uh, even in uh, this situation, even in this storm, even in this tribulation, even in this loss, uh, even in this suffering. Hello, somebody. Jesus was afflicted on that cross. Jesus oh suffered on that cross. Jesus felt forsaken on that cross but then he came to his senses. Oh and remembered why he was on that cross and what, what, he, what was he on that cross to do was to die Oh, for the sins of the world. And guess what it is? When he came to himself, he gave up. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. 
He stopped struggling. <laughs> he gave up and stopped struggling and said, Lord, I just put my whole self into your hands, my spirit into your hands. Somebody here better learn to put their spirit into the hands of God. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. I said put your spirit because a lot of times you can't put your flesh because your flesh may be sick. I said put your spirit Oh because a lot of times You can't do nothing about that bank account I said put your spirit In this struggling marriage Because if one person don't want to work Guess what It won't work but put your spirit Into the hands Of God I said transcend the situation Know that God Is God And live in the spiritual realm Hello somebody Put your give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here. Put your spirit into the hands of God. Hello, somebody. Now that's the great victory. And Job, lastly, shows us what it means to be right smack dab in the middle of suffering. Right smack dab in the middle of sorrow. We heard about that man that lost his wife last night. Hello, somebody. Come here, Job, to the stand. I lost more than my wife. Hello, somebody. I was a rich man, the richest man in the East. Oh, and then one day, oh, I had my own, oh, stock market crash. And I lost everything. Hello, somebody. Oh, I lost everything in my 401k. I lost all my stocks and bonds. I lost my mutual accounts. I lost my houses and home. I lost the land that my cattle was on. I lost everything. Oh, not only that, but if that wasn't enough, oh, I lost my children. Hello, somebody. Some of you have your children visiting this morning and they're a delight to see. Hello, somebody. But Job, on this Easter morning, he lost everything. He lost his children. He lost the support of his wife. His wife said, curse God and die. Hello, somebody. Oh, what a helpmate. Hello, somebody. Gonna tell me to curse God and die. Hello, somebody. Anybody in here got a helpmate like that? Hello, somebody. You better put your spirit in the hands of God and just say, you must be a foolish woman. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Lost everything. And in the midst of his struggling, his, his best friends came and they did right first. And they just sat there and didn't say a word. They, they did right first. Hello, somebody. Many times in the middle of this kind of heartache, people, oh, don't know what to say. So they don't say nothing. They don't know what to do. So they don't do nothing. And these people, they showed up. They did the right thing by showing up. Hello, somebody. But then what did they do? They said the wrong things. Hello, somebody. And began to accuse the man of God, oh, of sin being in his life. And there was no sin at that time in his life. Hello, somebody. He wasn't suffering because of his sin. He was suffering 
because God wanted to get glory from his life. And there's somebody listening at the sound of my voice, just like Jesus is seven on the cross to get glory from his life. Just like Job was suffering at this in this text. He wants oh to get glory from your life. And the only way oh that you're going to be able to give him glory is you've got to transcend to the spiritual realm. You've got to have a meeting with God oh to help you make it through this time, through this turmoil, through this trouble. And Job came to the conclusion. What we come to the conclusion every Easter morning. He said I know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. Somebody here better know your redeemer lives. As a matter of fact that's what Esau is all about. Is knowing my redeemer lives. Regardless of the trials. Regardless of the tribulation. My redeemer lives. My redeemer lives. My redeemer lives. My redeemer lives. Four thousand years ago, a prophecy from a man in the middle of trouble knew that his redeemer lives, and that's what Esau is all about: is knowing my redeemer lives because he's risen. I said, my redeemer lives because he's risen. I said, my redeemer lives because he's risen. I'm so glad that when he felt forsaken, he gave up the ghost. They put his body in a borrowed tomb. But I'm so glad that he didn't stay dead. I'm so glad that he got up early. I said, early. I said, early. On that Sunday morning, with all power in his hands, I said, early that Sunday morning, with all power in his hands, I know, 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 I Give God a hand cup of praise. I said, give God a hand cup of praise up in here. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know, I know. What do I know? I know. I know, I know that he lives. Give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. I said give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. And before we give this invitation, I just wanted you to know that I know the whole story. They put him in that borrowed tomb. Hello, somebody. Night, day, night, day, night, and day. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I know my Redeemer lives because what did he do? This is what he did, people. This is what he did. Look at it. This is what he did. 
He had victory over death and the grave. Look at, look at what he did. Death and the grave didn't have power over him. An angel from on high rolled the stone away. Hello, somebody. And he was, he came out. Oh, he rose. It's all power in his hand. So church, don't cry. Don't cry. He's not dead. My God is not dead. Kurt, tell us. Don't cry. Wipe your eyes, church. He's, I tell you, tell you, church. He's not. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day dear god come into my life come into my heart as my lord and savior amen and praise the lord if you pray that prayer for the first time then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living king you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. 
Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's... God, and I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10 100 and you may be able to do more whatever god is laying on your heart we need you so we can build this vision to a reality may god bless you and keep you is my prayer again go to the website www.heargodsword.com